Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back. Here we are again, guys. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for tuning in. I love you guys. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Wasatch Recovery, Siegfried & Jensen, iHill Institute, uh, Living Recovery Interventions, and Veracity Networks. And then, you know, I, I do have to mention we've have we have some private sponsorships and you know they just wanted to be private but i can't believe these people they just they're willing to give because they love the cause and and it's because of the amazing guests i've had on my show and today's going to be no different today we're joined by Courtney Anderson Courtney thank you for joining us hello thank you yes. yeah happy to be here yeah so glad to have you here so courtney is the founder and ceo of spa Trouvé. That's I it. I said it right, didn't I? <laughs> um, it's a full-service spa here in Utah. She has, there's, there's spas in Draper, Orem, Highland, um, St. George, and then there's a new one coming out in Bountiful on March 1st. Yeah, so six congr- weeks away. So congrats on that. Thank you. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And um, wh- how would you describe the, the spa Trouvé? Like what exactly, what's everything that you guys provide there? Let's just let our listeners know about oh, that. Oh, sure. So we're a full-service medical spa. Okay. So we offer everything from laser hair removal to Botox and filler injections, cool sculpting. We do a lot of advanced skincare treatments, chemical pills, microneedling. Oh, wow. I call it the beauty is pain spa. <laughs> it's not yeah. pamper me. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't walk out of Spa Trevay bruised, red, swollen, a little tender, then we probably haven't done our job. Yeah. So. Uh, well, that's great. And I love, uh, you know, on your site and some things that you've done, even on YouTube, you have a lot of your your estheticians and coworkers talk about why they do what they do. Yes. Because they love helping people feel their best. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Is that accurate? Yeah. I would say for the most part, estheticians get into the field because they either had low self-confidence or mm-hmm. suffered with acne and they know how it feels to, yeah. you know, just not feel comfortable in the skin that they're in. So they love helping others with their skincare issues. Yeah. And I love it as well. Yeah. Well, so. I know you're very passionate about it and we're going to get to that and talk about that. Um, Courtney is also the host of her own podcast, the Glow Boss Podcast. <laughs> yes. I love the name. Thank you. <laughs> right? And I've been fortunate enough yeah. to actually be on your show. You um, it's probably been about a year ago. Uh, I think it was over a year ago. Yeah. One of my favorite podcasts, number 131, by the way. So <laughs> wow, go you listen. That. Well, I actually had That's a couple awesome. reviews specifically on oh, wow. your podcast, Very 131. Cool. So. Well, it was great. You guys did a great job interviewing me, <laughs> and I love your I love your platform. Your, your branding, by the way, too. I, um, is amazing. Thank you. Like the way, like Courtney's amazing guys. And, <laughs> and, and, and I can't wait for you guys to hear her story, but man, you really are an inspiring woman. Thanks. Yeah. Thank and you. that's why I wanted you on because the way you carry yourself and the way you do things. And again, I know you have your challenges and things like that, but man, I love how you face them. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thank you. Um, you're married. You have a mm-hmm. beautiful daughter. Yes. And uh, I mean, and we're going to get into some other things. So, but I'd like to start off with Tell us where you grew up and maybe a little bit about your family and a little bit about your childhood. Sure. I am the oldest of a bunch of boys. I was born (laughs) in Whittier, California. Both my parents are from the Los Angeles area. But my dad moved us to Utah when I was about 
five. Okay. So I started school in California, but really my roots are in Utah. Roots are here. So he moved us out to a tiny town called Elk Ridge, Southern. And um, it's a big town now. I I wasn't there very long. Right. Um, But yeah, he just wanted to get out of California and loved the opportunities that were in Utah. He has a definitely an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. as well, my dad. And I learned so much from him. He's really my person, my guide in life yeah. that has really taught me so much about being an entrepreneur and the work that it takes. Yeah. But anyway, Love we that. we were only out there for a little while and then we moved to Alpine. And that's where most of my um, junior high and high school years were. Okay. And yeah, it was a rowdy house. <laughs> I <laughs> Well, you mentioned you're the oldest of brothers. Yes, so brothers. So I'm sure that was interesting. Yeah, right? <laughs> it is interesting. I, I definitely think it's made me who I am. I always, not realizing it, but when you're the oldest of men, it definitely makes you stronger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And right. they're big boys. They're tall, strong, <laughs> football. Yeah. You know, I could not be weak. Right. And I'm actually a pretty small person. So inside, I felt a little intimidated <laughs> at times. <laughs> sure. But I learned how to hold my ground. And then yeah. uh, I felt responsible for them. I don't know if like a lot of oldest children feel this way, but you kind of feel responsible to yeah, be the leader of the pack. Yeah, I think I hear that pack. often. Yeah. Yeah. So I always felt, oh my gosh, I'm responsible to lead all these men. And it, it made me, um, I don't know, just very introspective and always thinking like, this is hard. These men are strong and I have to be so tough. And, yeah. But it, it taught me really how to speak directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I learned boy verbiage versus girl. <laughs> and I didn't realize the yeah. difference until I moved in with a bunch of girls in college. Oh, I can imagine. And then my <laughs> eyes, I had girlfriends, of course, yeah. in school. But living with boys versus living with girls is so different. Yeah. And I think it's helped me a lot because now I manage a lot of women. Yeah. But something about leading and growing up with men um, somehow helped me. For sure. Know, gain that strength and leadership. Yeah. So. Well, I think I hear a lot too, and I've had people on who said the same thing you just did. Being the oldest, I felt responsible. I felt like I had to maybe be an example and show the way. Sometimes that's a lot of pressure too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I can imagine the things that you've learned just, you know, trying to keep them in line and, you know, just, you know, being oh, with yeah. them. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was so fun though, like truly so fun. Yeah. And in a way I was this awkward position in my family where my parents relied on me a lot to kind of be their mentor, or almost their nanny. And then um, they also told me a lot of things that my parents didn't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I had kind of had to decide, okay, do I keep confidences? Do I tell my mom? Right. <laughs> like I had to kind of decide <laughs> which yeah. things to, you know, I, I wanted them to trust me, but I also knew my parents were relying on me to kind of oversee them a little bit. So it yeah. was interesting. It was an interesting place in the family. And it's still like that. They all live in Saratoga Springs. Okay. Within a half a mile all of each right other. On. And then I'm kind of up here in Draper mm-hmm. and I still play that role of like, I'm not in with them, but I'm kind of their guide. They call me to update their resumes. <laughs> you know, they call me when they need guidance. Yeah. They call me a million times when they had girl problems and when they need a, a raise and how to talk to their bosses. Okay. 
and interesting yeah. things like that. So do, do any of them do kind of what you, you know, are they entrepreneurs as well? Any of them like you? No, none of them. They okay. all ended up, um, the brother right next to me is a genius and he works at Snapchat. Oh, he's wow. a computer programmer. Yeah, he's Dang. a genius. Yeah. And then the others um, also do computer programming. Um, they all ended up being just computer science wizards. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. that's cool. Yeah, I'm kind of out on my little island. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned that you know one of the things you learned from your dad is you know the you know the the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. And yep. that kind of thing and. And, and that's no easy road. Oh, my heck. It's so hard. <laughs> it is the hardest road you can take, I will yeah. say. And we're going to get into that. What are what are some uh, maybe other lessons that you learned growing up from your parents or, again, or for just being the oldest and that kind of thing that, you could, that stands out maybe? Uh, I think watching my dad, just his example was probably the greatest thing for mm. me. So he started a company way back uh, when we moved to Utah. He'd worked for nature sunshine for a while oh, yeah. and then decided during the war and um, in 1989 <laughs> yeah. way back he started to start he decided to start a company called the food connection mm. which was a food storage company okay and yeah. went in with a partner and they tried to get it up and going and it, it had a pretty good start but it wasn't extremely successful and he ended up selling it and partnering in with someone else and, um, but what I love about my dad and he, he has made it, I can talk a little bit about his journey. He's now yeah. a multimillionaire has done extremely well, yeah. but he wasn't afraid to fail. He just wasn't mm, afraid I of, the, of the, the, the journey itself. And so of course it caused us to move a few times yeah. because he, he just didn't want to be, he really wanted to be his own boss. He really wanted to control his own schedule. He wanted to, you know, live his life on his own terms. And that was more important to him than anything. And he just didn't fit the corporate mold. Mold, right. He didn't. And my dad's definitely adventurous is the number one word. I mean, my dad has got his pilot's license. (laughs) He's joined the Coast Guard. He's been a teacher. (laughs) He's, you know, he's really just tried you name it my dad will try he's you know gone to Machu Picchu almost every country in the entire world he's flown to he has a black what are they called the black car when you when you fly something like that something like that but anyway he has one of those cards and (laughs) so I just grew up watching this man just he'd always tell me you have one life to live and we never know when we're gonna go and you know failing is kind of part of the process And so I think just watching him, I was just really inspired and he always picked himself back up. He's definitely not, um, like he's just happy and an optimist and he had internal strength to keep going. So even when he failed, he never got depressed, you know, he just never really cried about it of course I could feel stress we could feel stress in our family but he just never quit he just kept going and he is so good with people really good at networking so kind I don't know anyone that doesn't love my dad 
genuinely. Yeah. He's just good to the core. Wow. I, I think of him as like a Labrador. A, a Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Dad. In the best way, but you just can't make him mad. Right. Yeah. He's just. You just love him. Yeah, you right? just love him. Yeah. You just love him the day you meet him. Well, from what I know of you, Courtney, when you describe your dad, I. I, I feel like you're you're just a lot like your dad. <laughs> well, thank you. Is, would you good. say that's accurate? I mean, yeah, yeah. Because you're you're that uh, person that's not afraid to put your neck out there, you know. Again, not afraid to fail. And, yeah, and, I failed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but again, you keep going, you keep pushing forward. So it sounds like your your personality, at least, and maybe are a lot yes. like your dad. Yes, for sure. Um, everyone compares my dad and I, and I don't know if it's because I'm the oldest. Um, but of all the siblings, they say my dad and I are the most similar. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. In personality and in, I mean, my brothers will even say that and they're the boys, you know, you're the most like dad. Um, and that's probably true. So, so yeah, I just, um, I still appreciate and I'm so grateful for just who he is. Yeah. Cause every time I fail or something stressful happens, then I have that, you know, I remember my dad going through those times. I remember how he responded. Yeah. I remember how he got through it. And I remember him saying, it always works out. You just can't stop trying. Right. It's like, if you don't, if you stop trying, if you quit, that's when it, it just goes down. Goes but, down. you know, the universe falls in love with a stubborn heart and you just have to Ooh. be so stubborn. Just keep fighting for what you want. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to yeah, steal that quote. That's my dad. That's <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. And again, from what I know of you, you're, you know, you're describing you when you describe your dad, at least in my eyes, from what I know of you and, and just what you do for a living and, and that kind of thing. So as you, you know, you know, you're growing up, you're learning these lessons, you know, uh, did you go to college? Did you, you know, maybe describe that yes, time in your I life? I did. Yeah. I also did a lot of funny things in my youth that took a lot of discipline. My mom enrolled my entire family in Taekwondo karate. <laughs> And because oh, wow. I had all these brothers and my mom actually got her black belt and it actually required a ton of discipline. We did meditations, we did sparring, we had to learn all of these different forms. And um, I finally asked my mom if I could quit my junior year of <laughs> high school because really? I just felt so embarrassed running out into the minivan with my karate suit on. It wasn't me. I'm small. They were pairing me with the 12 year olds. It just like, it wasn't a fit, but it definitely taught me right. a, a lot. I think back on it, it's interesting. Like there's a lot of disciplinary skills and interesting things in karate. And I'm also a pianist. So oh, I started yeah. playing the piano when I was seven and I actually loved to write and compose music. And I was in a lot of piano competitions as a, a young girl. And yeah. my dad really did care about academics. Um, so I did get good grades. I was the nerdy kid yeah. in high school. Doing homework all weekend. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, I really pushed myself to, do, to get good grades. And I was a pleaser, still am a pleaser, and wanted my dad to be proud of me. Yeah. So... I pushed myself. So I got a scholarship and nice. I went to BYU. Okay. Yeah. My dad, actually, I didn't have that many choices at the time. He said, yeah. you can go to BYU Provo. You can go to BYU Idaho. <laughs> you can go to BYU Hawaii. I'm like, there's no in heck I'm going to Idaho. I can hardly stand January through March, you right. know, where we're at here yeah, right. in Utah and just <laughs> didn't see myself in Hawaii. So yeah. I ended up at BYU. 
And I love my experience at BYU. Mm -hmm. Um, I got my bachelor's degree. I did pre-med. I wanted to be a PA and, uh, actually I'm a science geek. I really am a nerd at heart, but I loved (laughs) my science classes. Yeah. I loved anatomy, physiology, zoology. It was just all so interesting to me. And I ended up doing an internship at the U in their cadaver lab and was dissecting cadavers. You dissect it and I was creating a manual for the med students. So <laughs> oh, man. I know this is interesting, but I ended up meeting my husband. He's a Ute and okay. we <laughs> got married after I graduated. So we kind of have a split family and then I didn't end up going to PA school because anyway, it took a little turn of events when we got married. Right. But yeah, I, I love no, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, you mentioned uh, these things you taught you discipline. I mean, yeah. to learn the piano, I mean, that's no joke. Yes. It takes discipline, it right? It does. Karate. Yeah. <laughs> takes di- and I, I, I have a hard time picturing you doing <laughs> that, too. but I'm sure don't you were good at me. I'm sure you were good at it. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Um, well, again, everything I know about you, like I said, is you're a go-getter. When you put your mind to something, you, you do it. And uh, why don't we talk about you know, let's talk about Spa Trouvé and yeah. how that came about and, and why you went down this road. And again, anyone who's listening to this, who's ever started a business or, you know, or still in it, they know the trials and the tribulations and the blood, sweat and tears. Oh, I pray for you all morning and night. Yes, yeah. An all encompassing prayer. <laughs> you know, putting putting things on the line, trying to secure loans, try, I mean, oh, all these so different hard. dynamics. So talk about why did you go down this road, first of all, and create a spa that, you know, and then just talk about that experience of doing this on your own? Yeah. So <laughs> when I was 28, I took a job as the oper- operations director for a medical spa down in Utah County. Okay. And it was in a little bit of financial distress. And uh, I could see the potential in it. I love the the med spa world because like I said before it's not just a pamper me quick fix but all of the treatments have long-term results and it's very progressive there's new lasers coming out all the time uh there's new you know filler filler treatments coming out anti-aging treatments and there's science behind all of the lasers and I'm a science geek yep yeah, you love that yeah, in school. Yeah, I love and, science. Yeah. And so I kind of loved this combination of, oh, it's not like a hospital setting where you would be if you were a, a PA or a doctor where people are injured or sick and emotionally maybe beaten down a little bit. Yeah. But it's this medical aesthetic world where people are wanting to come in to boost their confidence and they're not sick and they're over the moon when you help them with their acne yeah, or right. if you uplift someone who's been through a hard divorce or feeling depressed or going through some hard times and you can you know just like females are really um drawn to aesthetic sure you know the lipstick industry was the only one that shot up during the great depression right and we kind of found that during covid too is our industry had a huge boost yeah during the pandemic because people were seeking yeah. ways to boost their confidence. Wow. And I love that. I love yeah. that. I had that combination of, you know, science driven treatments with really happy clients. Yeah. And so I, I immediately fell in love with the industry and, um, 
the spa was kind of in a financial disarray mm -hmm. and I the the owner was needing to sell it and my husband and I uh I, I just told him I love this like I I, I want to buy this I want to figure out a way to buy this and uh she was willing to let us pay her out month by month so we could you know make it affordable yeah but Unfortunately, she hadn't been paying the rent for quite a few months, so we were evicted from our current space. Okay. And it was really hard. There was kind of a lot of drama just going on. You know, when you get an eviction notice on the door, you don't feel safe as employees. The clients don't feel <laughs> safe. Yeah, right. <laughs> Wondering yeah. what's going to happen to their contracts. So um, we did an asset sell with the owner and we purchased the furniture and the clients, the equipment. And then I needed to find a space that we can move into right. that was affordable and manageable. And luckily there was a space just right across the street from where we were. We were in a 4,000 square foot space. This space was 1700 square feet. Mm. And, I just knew, well, the rent was only 1200 a month at the time, which was very affor affordable. Yes, mm -hmm. it was compact, but it had a lot of rooms. Okay. So there were still enough rooms to perform the services. To do it, yeah. Yeah, so I just thought, oh, well, if I can make this happen, I think we can rebuild this. But I needed uh, a med spa build out is typically around 250K, which... At the time, for me, was a lot of money. You know, I was 28, almost 29, and I definitely didn't have that capital. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, even with our 401k, everything, just didn't have it. So I started thinking, well, who in my life has money? Who can I borrow money from? And the person that kept coming to my mind, of course, was my dad. Yeah. And it was like, okay, my dad has money. Yeah. And I uh, didn't ever ask my dad for money. I mm. was actually very independent. I'm still very independent. My yeah. husband and I actually have our own bank accounts. <laughs> I really like yeah. feeling I'm my own person. Sure. I've, I'm proud of that. I'm not, um, right. I'm that opposite of like Nick tried to buy me a diamond ring and I'm like, no, I just want a band. <laughs> <laughs> Because we're equal. I don't yeah. know, something in my mind. Yeah. So I'm just really independent. So the thought of asking my dad for a significant, significant amount of money was just nerve-wracking. Yeah, I bet. And yeah. so, but I knew my dad very well, you know. Yeah. I was the oldest. I had a relationship with him. I'd grown up trying to please him in a way. Sure. So I thought, okay, my dad wants me to show him I'm prepared. My dad wants him to show me I have a plan. My dad wants to show, you know, he wants to see the risks. And so I made this little business plan and typed it up and I put it in a laminated book. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I decided that I would ask him for this money when he was at like Pal, because that's his happy place. Okay. That's when he's in the best mood. Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's always super good cheerful. to get him in a good mood. Yeah, always good to get dad, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah. Not when he's on a conference call. We get him when he's up on top of the boat singing. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and so we had a trip coming up, so I just thought, yep, this is what it is. I'm going to ask him for this money. And I'd kind of crunched numbers, and <laughs> I figured that if we could salvage the desk, 
and all of the cupboards and all of the furniture and we didn't need equipment that it would come to about 100k so yeah. i could probably <laughs> yeah you know um <laughs> so none like now where we're doing marble floors and i was just trying to be scrappy and yeah you're just trying to get something <laughs> to, so you can just have just customers come in and correct do your thing and just make yep. it work make it work and so i put together this plan for 100k and we went to Lake Powell, and I was in my little tankini. <laughs> and I went on top of the houseboat, and I remember the song that was playing was um, This Is Gonna Be a Good Life by One Republic. It really? was playing. Yeah, and my dad was up you there with You still remember hat. the song? I do. I actually wow. framed That's the album cover of oh, wow. and put it in my room because cool. yeah. I love music, and music yeah. kind of connects with me. And for some mm -hmm. reason, I pay attention to music. It's just something that hits. But... I, I, I remember that song. But anyway, <clears throat> so he's up there and he's he's whistling and driving the boat and has his little visor on. I'm like, okay, all right, Dwayne, I can do this. I can do this for Dwayne. He's going to say yes. I just kept talking to myself. And <laughs> I pulled out the business plan and I was like, Dad, as you know, you know, I've been managing this med spots in financial distress, but I really think we can save it. I've already done my homework. There's a space right across the street available. It has X amount of rooms. You know, the landlord, I've already talked to the landlord. I, mm -hmm. I did all of the, the work so he didn't yeah. even have to, you yeah, know. You, yep. He didn't have to ask you the questions yeah. and you go, well, I haven't done that yet. Yep. Or, yeah. I just wanted to be as prepared as possible. And I was like, I showed him the business plan. I walked through. I have this equipment. You know, I'm going to salvage the desk and salvage the furniture. <laughs> and we have a pretty good clientele base that I think, you know, if we can rebrand this and give it a fresh start, it'll, it'll be okay. And I just need $100,000 <laughs> to make <laughs> it work. And he read through it and he looked at me and he says, okay. And I was like, okay. He said, okay. And um, on the back page, there was like a signature. And I was like, can you just sign this, please? And he signed it. And then I was like pretty much in tears and just ran downstairs. And I don't even know if I talked to him the rest of the <laughs> trip because I was too nervous he might change his mind. Yeah, please don't change your Or mind. ask me more questions. So um, <laughs> that was the gritty, crazy start of Spotrobe and Orem. And, wow. Um, is, that, is that the name? Did you come up with the name then? Yeah, so, so it, I mean, it was, it's, it's, that is even an interesting story in itself. So I'd never done branding. I'd never created logos. Um, I'm a naturally creative person. Like I said, I'm a pianist. I'm kind of an artistic by nature. So yeah. it excited me to think yeah. that I could create this brand, but I didn't know where to start. I definitely didn't know graphic design. Yeah. Um, there was no Instagram at the time. There was no, yeah. you know, uh, apps that I right. could just create For something sure. on Canva and put out there. Yeah. Um, but I was sitting in my kitchen after I got home from this trip and I was trying to figure out like, okay, I'm in Orem. It's more conservative. What do I want my brand to be? Right. What do I want the name to be? And <laughs> I saw this invitation on my fridge and it was really beautiful. It was black <clears throat> and it was really classy. Yeah. And it was a birthday invitation for my husband. He was being invited to a birthday party. And I, and I asked Nick, I'm like, where did you get this? And he's like, oh, it's Mariana's husband invited me to a party. 
so I called her, I called Mariana, and I said, um, Mariana, who designed this invitation for you? It's so pretty. And she said, oh, I did. I actually just graduated like, yeah. in graphic design. And um, I'm like, well, this is gorgeous. And I'm trying to figure out a new brand and a new name for this spa. And um, she said, well, I'm looking for work. And I said, perfect. You're like, great. <laughs> and yeah. she came to my house and we just started um, creating a vision board and mm. gathering different ideas in the med spa world. It's primarily female. The males are starting to come in, but it sure, is still yeah. primarily female. Yeah. And we were looking at colors and there were so many spas that were purple and, you know, blue and gold. And she goes, what if we just go fuchsia? What if we just go bright yellow? You know, what if we break the mold and yeah. do something that is just y something you haven't seen? And I loved the idea of fuchsia. You're I like, love sure, pink. Yeah. So we picked those three colors, bright fuchsia, bright blue, and then this vibrant yellow. So neon colors, yeah. which I thought, oh, that's so interesting. And then we started thinking about, okay, we're in this conservative town, but we're doing kind of these, you know, fun and sexy treatments. Yeah. How do we bring this fun and sexy, loud feel and vibe to a conservative community? And so we kind of went the vintage route. So something I learned is it didn't seem as outlandish or crazy if we did more of like vintage bikinis or black and white imagery right. or sure. kind of the throwback to the 50s, which yeah. is really cute. Yeah. And well, again, so, it's, uh, your branding's amazing. Like, oh, thank where you. Where it's come from there even, it's like, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. So we we went with fuchsia, we went with vintage, <laughs> yeah. we decided on black and white with it. pops of these neon. Yeah, I love it. And Spa Trouvé, I um we originally wanted to do French stripes and our OG spa in Orem had these <laughs> metallic metallic silver stripes. And uh so we started thinking, oh, we'll come up with a name that is French. And Trouvé is French. And we were searching, you know, words and Trouvé yeah. means to discover. And so we thought of this mission mm. statement of Spa Trouvé is where you discover yourself or okay. Spa Trouvé is where you discover your beauty. Oh, I love that. And so we went with Trouvé and we went with these metallic stripes and then we went with this fuchsia. And um, that's kind of how the the name was born. And I uh. still work with that same designer where really? we chat and go back and forth all the time. And I'm always involved in the process yeah. um i like to do a lot of employee photos and artistic photo shoots and so a lot the brand has kind of turned into i mean people wouldn't notice but a lot of the images are actually employees of spa Trevay. yeah wow. and we incorporate their images in the spa so you'll okay. see murals in our treatment rooms and yeah. posters that are spa trivia employees dressed up as vintage girls, you know, mm. cucumbers and robes and um, kind of that vintage vibe. But Love it's been it. one of my favorite aspects, just the creative branding. Yeah. You know, how do you set yourself apart? How do you become noticeable, memorable? Um, I always like to stay on the cutting edge of that process. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. And, and for people who haven't seen, your, you know, your website or things like that or your or your Instagram or your social media, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll mention that at the end where they can go see that, but it's pretty amazing your branding and how you've, 
you describe that, it's really different. Thanks. It really yeah. is. It's different. And, and me being a guy, even <laughs> I can tell that it's different than the norm. Yeah. Wh- what year was that when you bought the Orem? What, that was, when was 2011. That? 2011. And here we are this many years later. Yeah, it'll be 11 years this 11 year. 11 years. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, we mentioned that you've, you're opening your new place in Bountiful on March 1st. Yeah. Um, how, many, how many employees do you have? I want to um, talk about that for a second. There's <laughs> 91 employees now with a Bountiful team. So it's grown immensely. <laughs> yeah, and that is a lot. It's a lot of girls. There's a lot of girls. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot Ooh. of women. Yeah, and you know, that in itself, to manage that many people with this many stores, th- again, that is not something that you just lightly do. Oh, it's so hard, and it I wouldn't even say I'm, I'm, I mean, there's really good days and really hard days. It's sure. definitely not a beautiful storybook. I don't want anyone to think it's not messy. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, that's what I'm saying. Behind the scenes, if mm-hmm. people knew what you really went through to, because, you know, on the outside, you look at your stores, they're, they're gorgeous. You know, again, your branding's spot on. The way you treat customers is amazing. No one would know. You know, you walk into the spa, you feel like <laughs> you're in a spa, like, oh, it's yeah. all peaceful. But again, you, you really work really hard to make sure that that experience gets to the customer like that. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's helped that I would recommend for any entrepreneur or small business owner is really think about your culture and how do you give your culture a voice. And I've mm. talked about this before, but we have something called the Truve Way. Ooh, and it's that. each letter is an acronym. It's it's an acronym for what our culture stands for. And it's integrated into the onboarding process and also all the employee reviews. So, for example, T in the True Bay Way stands for treat people with respect. Okay. R stands for retain clientele. And you have to retain above 60% of your clientele. O is offer product and services, and we require every esthetician to mention three products or or services to the guest so they're educated about what we do before they leave. U is understand expectations, and anyway, it goes on down the line. Um, But when we do our quarterly reviews with our employees, they rate themselves on the True Bay Way, and then we rate them, and we can kind of compare Mm-hmm. And then we go through each one. And I think that helps because if you say from the beginning, hey, you can actually get written up for not being optimistic. The why in True Bay Way is yes, we can. Meaning if we're having a bad day, we somehow figure out what's the solution to make it a good day. Yes, um, I love that. And, you know, the <laughs> A is always support your managers, even when you don't agree with their decision. Yeah. And that is something you can written up for. If you sure. disagree with what your manager says and it, it stirs things up in the clinic, then you can get a write-up. Um, there's got to be a more professional way to handle that, you know, than just venting about it to a coworker. So yeah. I think just having a voice and during every team meeting, every monthly meeting, we review one of the letters in the True Bay way. And we kind of remind our employees, like, Very cool. yeah, U yeah. stands for this, W stands for this. And if there's, they can be different per location based on, you know, the needs sure. of the yeah. certain clinics. Some may be down on product and services. So remember the three under three or some may be, ha- be down in their attitudes. So we, we go over, yes, we can. Yeah. Um, but it's just an acronym that we have for our culture. So. Very neat. I love that. I think that's a great idea. And it kind of keeps... It's simple yet powerful. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, easy to memorize, easy to understand, but you have to hold them accountable to that. But definitely helps when you're managing a lot of people. What are your boundaries? What are your parameters? And have them sign something. So it's not just, oh, I think this is what the culture is. But no, you read it and signed it. And this is what Spa Trivate in our community, this is who we are. This is what we represent. And if you can't, if you don't fit into our community, then you probably shouldn't work here. Yeah, right. So. No, that's mm-hmm. great. Um, I want to ask you some tough questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Oh, boy, um, hit me. Well, I, the, w- the one question is going along with the toughest. What, like, what's, you know, you've, you did this on your own. Obviously, you, you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into this. What's been the toughest thing about this? You know, and I know there's probably several. But is there something that stands out like, man, this this really surprised me. This has been really hard, this part of it. Or is um, there something that stands out? I think with the growth, I mean, there's so many things that are really, really hard. Um, something for me is feeling like you're trying to do the best you can, mm-hmm. work as hard as you can, be a very kind human. Yeah. Um, genuinely like putting all your effort out there and then feeling like it's just not good enough Mm. or feeling there's just some people who misread you or some people can't see what you're doing behind the scenes and it can almost feel and I know they don't intend to but cruel because you know what you're doing you know how you're working you know how you how much you do care for people and then to just feel like they don't even see it or it doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that can be really hard because with growth, they can't see you. I can't be in five spas all the time. All the time. Yeah. You know, we're with one. I could touch them, see them, greet them, hug them, talk to them every day. Yeah. And then when you have 90, you're just really, really hoping that the policies and your leadership meetings and your true way way, is bleeding through yeah. but but there are uh, so many moments where you know you have people quit or you read an exit interview that's just so harsh or yeah. you know you see something on instagram and it's just like oh my goodness like yeah. <laughs> well and I, I think you, you're pointing something out too you know you being the head of this you are open to the criticism yeah. and people coming at you and yep. saying maybe mean things on on social media and i think a lot of people don't understand that like when you're an entrepreneur and you're a CEO of a company, you you are okay. People can take shots at you. Yeah. Right. They're not taking yeah. shots at maybe some uh, another employee who doesn't own the place. Right. But they're coming at you. Yeah. You know, and that's got to be heavy sometimes. Yeah, it is, and it's surprising, you know, because I I've always wanted to be a leader. I naturally mm-hmm. thrive in leadership positions. Yeah. I like leading. I'm, you know, I'm okay to take bullets for, for people or causes or whatever. Um, but I think one thing I, um, never thought of is how alone I would feel. Mm. I, I frequently just feel alone, (laughs) you know, like a little bit, um, you know, and I talk to my husband about it a lot, but he's not in the day to day. And of course I have this incredible corporate team. Sure. They're amazing. And I just couldn't do, we couldn't even do what I did. I do without them. But there are times when you just go home feeling very lonely. And I think yeah. too, for me, there's, um, there's just simply not a ton in this state right now. There's not a ton of female CEOs 
that I can relate to. Mm-hmm. And so that does feel a little bit lonely, sure. just to be totally honest. And yeah, I, no, that's, and, and yeah. so sometimes that's hard. Like I'll go to my out with my friends or I'll go to my church or I'll go, you know, and then when they ask, how are you doing? I don't even know how to start that conversation. <laughs> you, like, do you want me to really tell you? Yeah. Or even explain <laughs> are you ready for this? it. Yeah. yeah. Or even explain it. And so I yeah. think that loneliness, sometimes yeah. I just crave to be seen or to be understood yeah. So I think as much kudos as you get sometimes as a, a leader, there are a lot of, yeah. you know, just feelings of like, oh, yeah. I just kind of feel lonely. Yeah, there's two sides to that. Yeah. So, well, you definitely are a leader for sure. And leaders uh, at times do have to stand alone. Yeah. And and it's, it doesn't make it any easier non- knowing that. But but again, um, what is what is the best thing that you love about your what you do? What's like? You know, that was the toughest, but what's one of the best things that you just love? Um, for about? me, it's the growth, the personal okay. growth. Okay. Um, like there are so many days where just the silliest dramatic things happen <laughs> right. or, or, or big things, uh-huh. you know? Um, I mean, we've been through a lot. We've been through lawsuits. We've been through a sell of a business. We've been through you know, having quite a few employees leave to a competitor at one time. We've been through just so much. And there are just so many days where I'll be like, this is one choice. Just I'm going to sell and my life could be just free of this. Yeah. You know, sure. Like with one decision. All I have to do is sell it. Everything will be fine. Yeah. And and it relieves you of just all of this you know, pain or hardships. Um, but I'll, I'll walk out to the parking lot and I'll look at the spa Trevay sign and it has just provided immense personal growth. Sure. And I know like growth is like trials are so hard, but they stretch you and you Mm. just don't, I don't think I would have the understanding, the depth, the compassion, the knowledge, the experience, and gosh dang it, like you only have one life. Yeah. And it's like your dad said. Yeah. You only right? have one life. And I don't want to die saying I didn't try. I was scared. You know, um, I want to die saying like, freak, that was so hard. Blood, sweat, and tears. Um, as long as I come out a better person, you know, with more understanding, greater compassion, more lessons learned a better human than I guess bring on the hard. Yeah. <laughs> but you sure. just can't gain that. You just can't gain that experience by taking the easy, easy route. route. You wow. can't. And so yeah. I just don't want to give that up because I know the, like the money is great and there might be times when I slump and I might fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about like, well, Courtney, who are you becoming? Has this hard what has it taught you? Yeah. You know, is how is your character? Um, what are the lessons? And then those can't be, you can't put a price on that. Right. You know, you can't yeah. put a price on the experience. And so yeah, unfortunately that. or fortunately, <laughs> I crave the growth. Yeah. So yeah. I just like to go through hard things because I like to grow. Yeah. And so I, I and this has been a way for me to to grow and I don't know if there's any other route I could have gone (laughs) that would have taught me personally what I needed to be yeah you know totally 
Except no. this. It's Beautifully said. Seriously. Hard. Yeah, it's freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's there's a statement I'll tell my clients a lot. The greater the darkness, the greater the light. Yeah. So there's two contrasts there. And you've 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 experienced both. Yep. And you at times continu- continually experience both. Yeah. You know. And that's why I admire you, Courtney, honestly. Um, because I know I know the trials and stuff we've talked and of stuff that you've gone through and I just respect you. In Thanks. so many ways, I hope you know that. Um, and people listening to this would respect this as well, and that's why I wanted you on. I hope people, you know, are listening to this, going, you know what? Wow, I really admire what she's doing. And many of them might be thinking, I want to do my own thing, and and hopefully your words are inspiring them to do it because that growth um, is great, even though you had to pay a price to get it. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, I think about. Um, just the lessons I've learned, the friendships yeah. I've made, the people that I've met, things that I never would have known <laughs> right. anything about. Yeah. I mean, down to like <laughs> QuickBooks, accounting, right. margins, reports, For goal sure. setting, yeah. you know, like <laughs> taxes. I mean, I would yeah. have, I, I, you just gain appreciation and a great understanding. And like, I mean, I drive down the street and I look at all of the businesses, big to small. It doesn't even matter to me. And I just think, wow, you're amazing. Yeah. Wow. This yeah. is amazing because it's just so it's awesome. hard. Yeah. You know, so. Well, if if there's someone listening to your voice right now, Courtney, that is just maybe struggling, they're, they're in a tough spot. Yeah. No matter what it is, they're just having a hard day. What What's one maybe bit of advice you've already given some great stuff but what's one bit of advice to that one person right now that you could tell them that would help them um i would say remember why you started okay i have uh a why um my why reasons posted in my office and i look at it all the time and I would encourage you before you start it or before you get too deep into it to write down your reasons mm. why you're doing it. Yeah. And make sure, you know, my, one of my whys is I love to grow other people. Like I love providing jobs. I love yeah. seeing estheticians grow into manager, grow into an elite, attend the leadership trainings, seeing their potential, unlocking it. You know, watching them thrive, like I'm addicted to that. Like I love that. Mm. I could do it again and again and again and again and again. That's awesome. So more than just like aesthetics and beauty, like I love human development. Um, That's one of my whys. Another one of my whys is I really do love the med spa industry. And it's growing so much, especially in Utah. Yeah. Um, But make sure they're powerful enough reasons to get you through the hard times and write it down and go back and refer to it. And then I would just say, um, if it really is something that you love to do, just don't back down. Yeah. Just never, ever give up. Just yeah. keep standing back up. Yeah. Um, I'm always amazed at the windows that open after one has been closed. You know, it could be a hard door slam, but a little window peeks open and then that window just brings in fresh air and sunlight and I'm grateful. I'm grateful the door slammed. Yeah. So the window could open. So it could open. Yeah. And it happens every time. Wow. Um, but you have to make sure that your mind isn't focused on the negativity because you won't even see the window. Yeah. 
you know, if you're focusing on the dark or you're focused on the door. Ooh, so good. So yeah. just make sure that, you know, every time, um, I personally believe that things do happen for a reason. Yeah. I really do. So I think stuff happens, but I think, um, there is purpose behind it. And then I always think, okay, I mean, for me, I am a spiritual person. So I think, okay, God, yeah. what's the, where's the window? Yeah. You know, where's the light? What's the next? I might slump a little bit, but I know you care for me. I know I'm working hard. I know I have purpose in this. So show me the window, Yeah. you know, wow. but you have to look for it. You yeah. have to seek it out. You have to watch for it. And then it's, it's usually better than you imagined. Dang. You know, yeah. so I don't know. I've, no, I've been through it. such hard things this past year. I feel like specifically this past year has been really hard, but sometimes I'll lay in bed and I'll just be like start counting the blessings that came from it yeah. or the re relief that I found or the people that re-entered my life or whatever it is. Yeah. So those are some things I would recommend. That's great. Very well said. Thank oh, you for sharing you're that. You're welcome. That's so good. <laughs> you know, I believe life happens for us, you know, mm -hmm. and I think back on your life and, you know, the lessons you learned from your family, specifically your dad, you know, the discipline you learned in doing piano and karate and the and going <laughs> to school and getting good grades and graduating, opening up. I mean, it all led to prepare you to do what you're doing today. So I really believe life, the good and the bad happens for us. And I see that in your life. And as you shared your story today, I can see it perfectly just laid <laughs> out how it all happened for you, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, if someone wants to reach out to you and they want to maybe ask you a question or they want to know more about Spa Trouvé and they want to maybe even sign up and come in and they yeah. never, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, my, I mean, I'm always on social media. My mm -hmm. Instagram handle is Courtney Spa Trouvé, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. And Spa Trouvé is S-P-A-T-R-O-U-V-E. Um, you can also find us at spatruve.com. Check right. out our website. We have a list yeah. of all of our services, our menu, our videos are on there of our services and our treatments. Um, and of course, Spatruve is also on all the social media platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. wherever your favorite place to go Love it. <laughs> is, you will find us. No, thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you for s taking some time out yeah. of your busy schedule. I know you're so busy. Yeah. So to have My you pleasure. here live <laughs> is pretty impressive. No, I'm so happy thank to you. be here. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thanks for all you do. Uh, Courtney um, Anderson, folks, uh, please check out her, her organization. Um, I'm telling you, go get a treatment done and you'll walk out of going, man, this I'm is gonna amazing. I'm going to hide your facial. You yes. will thank me. Yeah, you will <laughs> thank her. But thank you for tuning in, guys. I love you guys. Please share this with your family, your friends. Um, if you have someone in your family that wants to be an entrepreneur and do their own thing, they need to listen to this episode. Please, So please share it with them as well. Again, thanks to our sponsors. I love you guys. And uh, Courtney, once again, thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Till next time, everybody.